are you guys doing? Hello, my name is Tanur Osa. I'm the youth pastor of Peculiar Assembly of Saints. Uh, hope you guys are having a uh, good summer so far, even though summer hasn't officially started. But anyway, um, I just want to share some things that I believe the Lord put on my heart. And um, I pray that this blesses you and that your heart is open to receive it. So um, I'm going to start off with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this platform. I thank you, Lord God, Father, for who you are. And without you, we can do nothing. Lord, I pray that everyone that hears this, that this word will fall on good ground, that it will bear fruit. And that, Lord, I pray, Lord God, Father, that there will be no distractions, nothing will take this word away from their heart that is going to be sown in them. But that, Lord, this word will stand and will profit us on that day of judgment and will not stand against us, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so... Um, I was just reading about prayer and Jesus gives an example of how we should pray and that we should not be like the hypocrites because he, the hypocrites, he described love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the street corners. And the reason for this is that because they want to be seen by men. That's the main reason why they're doing what they're doing. So they look for opportunities and places to be seen by people because they want to be perceived as holy. They want to be perceived as spiritual. They, they, they want, they, they want the, 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 the honor and, and esteem that comes with that, but they don't actually have, they don't actually pray to God in secret. But then Jesus now said, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And you notice he uses the word shut the door. So it reminded me of a story in the Old Testament in 2 Kings chapter 4, which I'm going to read from. And the, the title of that is like Elisha and the widow's oil. And verse 1 says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant fear the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Verse three. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons, then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So I'm going to stop right there for a minute and I'm going to just try and break it down. It says uh, in verse in verse one, she was saying unto Elisha, your, ser your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. That's the enemy. He's coming after your children. He's coming after those that you love. He wants to enslave the next generation. That's what he wants to do. And you noticed Elisha said to her, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. And that's the same question that I feel the Lord is asking, is, is, is asking you, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your vessel? What do you have in your hand? And she said to Elijah, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go, borrow vessels. 
because the oil needs to go into the vessels. The oil needs to go into the vessels. Go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Notice he didn't say for just from certain place, from everywhere. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go and borrow vessels from everywhere. From all your neighbors, empty vessels, do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. The oil that you need in your life is poured out in the secret place. It's poured out when you're alone with God. That is how you store up oil. That is how you have oil in your vessels. You see the difference between the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. They both had lamps. The lamps represent the word. They both had lamps. They both knew the word. But the wise virgins had oil in their vessels. And the foolish ones did not think that the oil was important. So that tells me that the wise ones spent time with God. And that is the only way you get the oil. The only way you get, you see, you have to know God for yourself. Yes, it's good to go to church. Yes, it's good to hear the word of God preached. Yes, and everything like that. But you must develop a relationship with God for yourself. You must build history with God for yourself. You, that is important, especially in these days that we live in. You must know God for yourself. You must build that history with him. That is so important. That is where the oil is, is poured in. That is where the oil is stored. Because in these last days, you are going to need the oil. You're going to need the Holy Spirit. You're going to need him more than you've ever needed him before. You're going to need him. You need to know him for yourself. You cannot rely on others. You cannot rely on other people's relationship with God to strengthen yourself. Yes, there can be an inspiration, but you need the oil for yourself. You know, I was reading yesterday about David and Goliath. And how David had something that King Saul and the, 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 the children of Israel didn't have. David had history with God, even though he was, he was a youth. Because one of the things that was, le was levied against David was that, oh, you're only a youth. And Goliath has been a man for war from his youth. But they did not realize that David had history with God when he was slaying the lion, when he was killing the bear. And killing the bear. David had history with God. See, your history with God trumps people's other people's experience in the world. Your history with God trumps that. Your history with God is important. Do not sacrifice your history with God, your intimacy with God, the secret place with God for what other people say is experience. Because Saul had experience, but Saul did not have history with God. Saul had lost that because Saul prioritized the people over God. So I want you to I want you to listen today. Do not be the foolish virgin. The foolish virgin had the lamp but did not have oil. Foolish virgin went about church, did all the things that church is supposed to you supposed to do in church, but did not have that intimate that's that secret place with God, that time of prayer, that time in the word, that time where you get to know God for yourself, where God becomes real to you, where you can call upon him and he answers you, where you speak to him and he speaks to you. Where you hear his voice and he and he and he and, and he hears your voice. We're able to recognize when God is speaking to you and when the enemy is trying to speak to you. All that is developed in secret, all that is developed behind closed doors. Develop that time with God. That is when the oil is poured into your life. That is when God begins to pour the anointing upon your life. 
That is what keeps you. You cannot rely on your father's relationship with God. You cannot rely on your mother's relationship with God. Yes, there are a blessing. And yes, that there are inspiration. But that in and of itself is not what's, is, is not what's going to sustain you. You need to have that relationship with God for yourself. That is what is going to keep you in these last days. Because when the creditor is coming, which is the enemy, when the devil tries to come to your household, to you, it's not about your relationship. It's not about your father's relationship with God or your mother's relationship with God or your pastor's relationship with God. It's about do you know God for yourself so that you can pray and you can stand against the, the, the schemes and, 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 and the tricks of the devil. We are in these last days. You need to know God for yourself. Do not, I implore you, please do not be like the foolish virgins who had the lamp, who could quote scripture, but didn't have the oil because they didn't think the oil was important. And when midnight came and, 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 and the bridegroom was coming and they were to go out to meet the bridegroom, they started asking others for their own oil because they didn't have for themselves. You need to have the oil of God for yourself. That is what keeps you from sin. That is what keeps you from deception because Jesus Christ said in the last days, do not be deceived. Deception is going to run rampant. When you open the word of God, you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. When you open the word of God, you ask the Holy Spirit to show you Jesus in the scriptures. The Holy Spirit teaches you the word. The Holy Spirit is the author. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. He teaches you. He shows you things. You need that personal relationship with God so that when you open the word of God, God can give you a word for the time that you're in right now. A lot of people are going to this prophet and this pastor to get a word which is in and of itself is fine, but you need to have a word from God for yourself. You need to know God for yourself. The scripture says this in Daniel, those that know their God shall be strong and carry out and do great exploits. Those that know their God shall be strong. So the question is, do you know God for yourself or is God just an acquaintance for you or is God only relegated to the hour and a half or two hours that you have on Sunday, and that's it. If I told you that you are to only that that you are to build your 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 energy only on 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 snacks on on candy on energy bars that you have once a day, that you have that you have only on one day during the week, you you can't survive. So if it's natural, you need to eat every day. How much more is it true in the spirit when you need to feed on the Word of God? I want to read this scripture, this last scripture, and then I'm going to just end closing a prayer. I think it's in Genesis, Genesis 26, um, 18, Genesis 26, 18, and it speaks of Isaac. Abraham was dead at the time, and this speaks of Isaac, and it says, I'm, verse, I'm going to read from verse 17. It says, then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of, of, of Gerar and dwelt there. Verse 18. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. The Philistines had put dirt into the wells. But Isaac dug again the wells of his father. You have to go back again. You have to go back to your first love. Dig up those wells again. 
dig up those wells again. Go back to the word of God. Go back to reading the word, studying the word, knowing him for yourself. Listen, in these last days, like I said, you need to know God intimately for yourself. You need to know him. It is not enough to rely on other people. You need to know him for yourself. At some point, you have to grow up and know God for yourself. At some point, you have to feed yourself. At some point, you have to open up your own Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. At some point, you, ha- you have to do that. You have to do that. The widow said that the creditor is coming to, is coming to take my two children to be, to be, to be slaves. I don't want your children or I don't want your next generation being enslaved to the enemy. You need to pray for yourself or the enemy taking you as a slave. So my prayer is this. For anyone that is listening, that will listen to this. My prayer is this, that the Lord will cause in you to hunger again for him. Because the scripture said, Jesus said this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Perhaps the reason why you keep on giving into temptation is because you're not being filled by God. Because when you're empty, then the enemy can use temptations to get you. But when you're filled by him, what power does temptation have over you? If you go to a buffet and you eat all you can eat, when somebody brings something that looks tasty, you're not hungry for it because you're already full. But if you're empty inside, if you're not filled by him, then temptation is going to have a very strong pull on you. And you, you most likely fall into that temptation because you're not filling yourself with his word. You're not filling yourself with his presence. So my prayer to do is this, a heavenly father in the name of Jesus, for everyone that will listen to this, Lord, I pray that you cause in them to hunger for you again, that you cause in them to desire you again. Your word says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And you said in your word, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So Lord, this is your promise. Whoever calls upon you, doesn't matter where they are, whoever calls upon your name shall be saved. So Lord, I pray that everyone that will listen to this, that they will call upon you, that they will desire you again, that they will hunger for you again. That Lord God, I pray that the things of this world that seem so attractive, and Lord, I pray that they lose that desire for that and that they hunger for you because you are the only one that satisfies. And you said in your word that we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. So Lord, I pray that we have a heart to seek you, that we have a heart to, to, to desire you and that we will not be like the foolish virgins, but that Lord, we will be like the wise virgins who will fill our lamps with oil so that the, so that the light will burn brightly so that the light will burn brightly in us, so that people will see you in us. Lord, I pray this, Lord God, Father, and I seal this in your blood, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for listening. I pray that this blesses you. Share this with anyone that the Lord puts in your heart to share with, friends, family, coworkers, anyone. Until next time, God bless.